Taco Atiti sucks at giving eulogies. This is spoilers. <laughs> Behind that door, another door. Another door. That is for later in the epi- in the in the episode. But I am your host Stevie, and today we are spoiling Taco Atiti's. I wouldn't say masterpiece, but fantastic movie, Hunt for the Wilder People. How many people are on tonight? Cinco. Cinco. All right, let's go from Isis to Weesis. <sighs> And, um, let's say this. Me. Brett? Hmm. I didn't even think of a question to ask you guys. Have you guys seen anything new or recent lately you want to bring up? Whether it be a TV show or movie, have at it. Oof. This is Brett from Fort Wayne, a.k.a. Senior Staunch. Aye! And... Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that was going to be playing over the music you had me going on. Problematic, <laughs> very. Edit point. Either way, I don't know. I've been watching so much new stuff. Uh, I watched Blade Runner for the first time last night. Which what one? was that like? The, the original. I thought it was awesome. Which cut? Eighty-two cut, not the final cut or whatever. You thought it was awful. Awesome. Oh, I was about to give you a high five through the computer. All right, who's next? <laughs> I think that might be me. What's um, up, George? I have been watching this movie called, or this TV series called High Maintenance. It's on HBO. Uh, ben Sinclair is this pretty funny dude who sells drugs to people in New York City. But um, just to ignore your question for a second. My youngest, I try not to be that guy to bring up his kids, but my youngest daughter turned every one. Day. Today she turned one. Nice, congrats. So let's tackle another child abduction movie. (laughs) 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 Another one. All right, who's next? Uh, It's me, Mikey. Sat Mikey, recording out of uh, Goshen, Indiana. I have been watching Avatar: The Last Airbender. Definitely not James Cameron Avatar. Uh, it's Avatar is this anime show that used to be on Nickelodeon. It's actually pretty good. It's kind of like Kung Fu Kid Show. It's pretty funny, too. So that's kind of what I've been watching. You and I agree that James Cameron Avatar sucks, right? Oh, I hate it. I and hate I, it so much. I heard Thank he just you. like finished wrapping up all of them. Or wrapped filming on like all of them or something. This is correct, yes. Mm. I think one of them is going to be a musical. We'll see. All right, who's next? <laughs> I think that's me. I think I'm last. Pappy recording from... Paps? Pappy recording from Denver, and I'm sorry I dropped the ball. Big spoilers news. We have a new soundboard app that we'll be able to use to play clips and drops and stuff, but I told Stevie you'd be ready. I told him I had some senior or staunch music ready to go. It was and, a Mexican and, hat dance. I was so and, excited. And I didn't do what I said I was going to do, so i got to own up to that now. Uh, as far as what I've been watching lately, the reason I didn't do that, I'm going to make an excuse, is because we just did a podcast with uh, Pixie Bomber, uh, Renee, uh, on uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. I, I really fucking hate that movie, and I hate it the more I think about it. Um, but I've also been watching, and Stevie, I know you hate this show, uh, in a, a YouTube show called Kill Tony, and he and I don't hate it. It just gives me hives. It's it's at the main room in the comedy store, and he usually has a guest, and like there's a band, and I'll just pull names out of a hat, and they do one minute of stand up, and like 
you get everybody from like legitimate like super talented people to like racist people like insane <laughs> people like it can be anybody who gets pulled so it's just i've never seen a show that makes me that nervous so highly recommend kill tony don't recommend ralph breaks the internet but what doesn't make stevie sick yeah my question well, it's pretty sickly yeah so over thanksgiving weekend i thought i was gonna die in bloomington indiana uh, Thanksgiving was in Elkhart, drove down to Bloomington the next day, and I could not keep anything down at all. And it was the scariest three and a half days of my life. So I think that's that me. Ha- the rest of the pod has all gone to IU, so you, may be- you probably just join us in all people that uh, almost died at had near death experience. Yeah, almost died in Bloomington. I never thought I would die from five. dysentery in Bloomington, Indiana. All right, five for five on diarrhea in Bloomington. Right here on this pod, oh, yeah. the whole spoilers pod. Uh, I'll recommend a show real quick. I watched uh, Netflix's Bodyguard, the dude who plays Rob Stark in Game of Thrones, King of the North plays a uh, bodyguard for a really high-ranking official in England, and it's awesome. Hmm. So definitely recommend that. It's only six episodes, too. So it is awesome. So hunt for the wilder people. Ricky Baker. He is a badass. A youth court regular. We're hoping that this change of scene will help straighten them out. You hungry? That's a silly question, isn't it? Look at you. <laughs> Ricky Baker, now you are 13 years old. You are a teenager and you're as good as gold. Ricky, this is Heck. You can call him uncle if you like. No, I can't. Father told me to tell you that you should give me something to do. Is there anything you want me to do? Yeah. Leave me alone. Oh. You ever been up in that jungle before? There's about a million hectares of it, buddy. It's easy to get lost. You lost? Oh. I'm amazed how I lost you guys. You're little bastard! We got no choice but to camp out here for a few weeks. Where are you, Ricky Baker? More on this massive national manhunt. Faulkner is Caucasian. Well, they got their own because you're obviously white. You're going to jail, you pervert. What'd you call me? The pervert. Back up, homies, and let go of my uncle! So, what do we do now? We run. <laughs> This was written and directed by Takawatiti. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Pat, am I pronouncing that right? You down with YTT? Yeah, you know me. Down with YTT? Okay. Um, so we start off with chapter one, which is titled A Real Bad Egg. And this is where we meet Ricky Baker. Josh, what is Ricky Baker like? He's a very round mound sound round. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's a New Zealand bloke, like all the rest of the characters. They, this takes place in New Zealand, and, uh, he's a, I mean, later in the movie, you find out it's a pretty sad story, but his mom had him when she was, like, 10, it looked like, from the picture. Let's go with, like, junior mm, high age, not mm -hmm. to make it weird. Yeah, his mom was super young, gave him up for adoption, and he, um... Child Ser- Protective Services has not been a fan of his, and he's kind of been <laughs> shoveled along the system. What are his crimes against humanity? <laughs> Stomping, spitties, loitering. <laughs> Freak and stiff. We're talking disobedience, stealing, spitting, running away, throwing rocks, kicking stuff, defacing stuff, burning stuff, loitering, and graffiti. 
And it's just the stuff we know about. All high crimes in New Zealand. Yeah. That's what I love about the CPS lady, uh, Paula. Ugh. She hates him so much. Brett, what's Paula like? The worst? <laughs> uh, I don't I don't feel like she was super terrible at the beginning. She just kept getting more and more unhinged. <laughs> but she just seemed like kind of like a normal, just out of it, uh, CPS type lady uh, at the beginning. But she could not wait to get rid of him like she really she seemed like she really hoped that this one would stick but i don't know if she really had high hopes for it if i could pinpoint the moment it was like this television broadcast commercial and she just started looking in the com- into the camera repeating no child left behind <laughs> she's a big w fan <laughs> no child <laughs> that got real weird she like flipped right then the report the newscasters were none too pleased about it seemed like no child left behind not totally fine. Yeah, so we arrive at the Faulkner residence, which Bella Faulkner um, is the one that really wanted to adopt Ricky. Uh, she just seems so overjoyed that he's there. Even though he does that shit move where he gets out of the car and he does a walk around the premises when Paula's going through his entire rap sheet with Bella <laughs> and walks immediately back in the car. <laughs> Such a little shit move, and I just love little stuff like that. And then we also have Dr. Alan Grant in the movie. Sam Neill goes by Hick in this movie. Hick. Hick. And what a great entrance of carrying a boar on your back that you just shot with rifle in hand as well. He's giving it a piggyback. (laughs) I got a confession. I didn't realize that that was our favorite doctor until after the movie. Oh, really? What? I, I thought it looked like I recognized him in the picture on Hulu. He looks like Ernest Hemingway in this movie. He doesn't. I'm with it Josh. Awesome. I, I didn't pick up on it right away either. His accent's different. He's not clean cut in the like in the movie. And I thought he was like a Quaid at first. And I was Oof. like, no, it's just some random. He was Jimmy dude. Quaid, the third Quaid brother. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's Doctor Alan Grant, Josh. Um, I think you would have enjoyed the movie a lot more had you known that throughout. I see. I don't think so because I would have been comparing how similar his like arc was. I think the whole time instead of just kind of enjoying it because it's that same kind of like reluctant fatherly role that he plays. Yeah, this is probably his natural speaking voice too. It is. Right? It like, is for sure. Yeah. Is he from New Zealand? I mean, he is. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. he moved to New Zealand when he was seven. Okay. So it's kind of like the anti-Mill Gibson there. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Mm. Very cool. So Ricky doesn't want to be there. Heck doesn't want to. The only person that wants him there is Bella. Um, Heck and Ricky don't get off like kind of on the right foot. Heck just looks like he wants to shoot him the entire time. And it's kind of hysterical when this happens, but I guess I want to jump into it. Pappy... Does Bella write the greatest birthday song of all time? <laughs> Ricky Baker. Ricky Baker. <laughs> Ricky Baker. It's so great. Yeah, it's so catchy. And uh, she's playing on this like little children's piano, the super small one, just like pe- banging out these chords. And then uh, Ricky Baker himself starts to get into it. He closes his eyes. He's like, Ricky Baker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and Hicks just like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> He's just like stunned by all of this. Great scene. Did he like read about what happened on that? No. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, I read this. I don't know if it's true or not, but they did like 10 takes of her actually singing a happy birthday. 
before they realized that they didn't have the rights to sing it, so they made pretty much made up that song on the spot. It sounds very made up on the spot, but then there's also now like a, a Ricky Baker birthday track as part of the official soundtrack. That's like awesome. This, I bought it. On Spotify, you can listen to it. That's hilarious. <laughs> that was a great what scene. What is that instrument she's playing? What is that? It's like a little synth. It's like a little keyboard. Yeah, we used to have a little keyboard like that. I think it's like a Sufjan Stevens specialty. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I do like this part of the movie, too, because the first night there, question. Call me ignorant. I don't care. What is that red pouch that Bella gives to Ricky? It's like a water. So it's like a water whoopee cushion type heater. thing with water. Yeah. You fill it it's up with heat. hot water, and then it keeps your bed warm. It's comforting. Gotcha. Okay, this makes more sense to me. I just, I never looked, I was looked at it, I was like, huh, kind of weird. What did you think it was? Did you have any guesses? Do you want to know my honest guess? Yeah. See, I thought it was for him to piss in it. Oh. <laughs> what? I did. Why? Because they didn't have a, they didn't have a toilet in that house. Oh. So my huh? mind was like, oh, it's probably for him to piss in. Huh? That's just where it went. And I did like this kind of like um, build up of the movie because the first night Ricky tries to run away <laughs> and he gets like a quarter of a mile away and just passes out. <laughs> I'm guessing because he's rather large and just doesn't have the stamina. And after kind of his birthday night and he gets a dog named Tupac, mm, which is boy. awesome. I knew Brett was going to love that. Oh, I loved it. Brett, Tupac is your favorite musical artist ever, correct? Uh, used to be. He's top. He's uh, still top five for sure. I, I used to be like obsessed with him. Like you know all the words to every Tupac song. I'm not much of a words guy, but I know a lot about Tupac. All right, changing trivia now. So, um, oh, uh-huh. I know. I don't know anything about him. You know plenty, Stevie. Before you gloss over, I just want to point out a really cool camera shot when she wakes him up after he'd passed out outside, and it like focuses in slash racks to the house yeah it's like right there mm. it does a really good job of like showing that distance in like a comedic way i just thought that was a really cool look yeah it was and it was a funny line too bella attempts ricky back to the house with food uh and she's made fun of his weight quite a bit such as saying you know who ate the guy who ate the pies and are you hungry and she does this hilarious sticker she goes or she does a great snicker and she says what am, what am i saying look at you you hungry that's a silly question, isn't it? Look at you. <laughs> I, I thought it was kind of mean, but also, I don't know. Maybe this is her sense of humor. It's, but unfortunately, yeah, I think it's like her personality. Yeah, unfortunately, mm-hmm. just as we're getting close and you think Bella oh. and Ricky are going to have this great relationship, Bella passes. They had that great scene. I thought, like, I got super excited during, like, their last scene together when they're in bed and they're like, yes. you can just tell how close – they've gotten and he's like Ricky finally got like the mother he needed the home he needed it was just and I definitely did not expect her to die I hope sorry did I oh you already said that I felt like that was the key to know like they had their most tender scene directly leading up to her like abrupt death so I wish I wish I would have realized that because uh, Brittany and I both just like did not see it coming which maybe is stupid but we just did not see it coming I didn't see it coming at all. It's kind of, uh, that scene was kind of funny because she's like, all right, Ricky, are you going to run away tonight? And if you do, you can come back in the morning for breakfast. Just make sure, just make sure <laughs> you you're back in the morning. Far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that takes us into the funeral, 
ran by Reverend Taka Watiti. Mikey, what is his message here? <laughs> uh, his message is a little confusing. Um, he's talking about doors. He's trying to make an analogy with doors <laughs> and Jesus. And in one door, there's pastries and rings, <laughs> whatever that is. LP Doritos. And Doritos. Fanta. And through the other door is just another door. And through that door is then Jesus, apparently. <laughs> and he was trying to make some analogy like all preachers and priests do to say that Bella had gone on to heaven. And Sam Neill really did not like the service at all. And, uh, <laughs> and in my notes here, Sam Neill's face, OMG, uh, <laughs> face of crying. <laughs> yeah, and then it's only topped off by the organ player playing, like, circus music or something. <laughs> it was really not very tasteful. I cracked up when he said vegetables. Vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Taka took his like his character took it so disrespectful. Yeah, but he was just like Vegip- but What? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you're ever in that situation, there are always two doors to choose from, and through the first door, oh, it's easy to get through that door, and on the other side, waiting for you, are all the nummiest treats you can imagine: Fanta, Doritos, LMP, Burger Rings, Coke Zero. But you know what? There's also another door. Not the burger ring door, not the Fanta door. Another door that's harder to get through. Guess what's on the other side? Anyone want to take a guess? Vegetables? No. No, not vegetables. No. Jesus? You would think Jesus. I thought Jesus the first time I, I, I come across that door. It's not Jesus. That's another door. And guess what's on the other side of that door? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. It's tricky like that, Jesus. Yeah, so that's what really kicks off our story in the chapter two. It's called Another Door. Bella's gone. It's just the two guys now. You know, Ricky's doing his best. He makes burnt toast for heck uh, while he's, sharp- <laughs> while he's sharpening, a- sharpening an axe. Dinner's uh, ready. Yeah, exactly. It's a little burnt. Uh, One piece of white bread burnt. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when uh, Heck reveals to Ricky that, you know, you're going to be going back. It's what I want. Like, the state doesn't want you here. Sorry. Well, I love the way that that's done, too, because, spoiler alert, Heck can't read, much like Garrett Fry. But oh. he, Happy, he, I have it in my notes. He gives the letter to I had a segue for you. Ricky Baker to read out loud. Uh, and you can see it on his face too that he's he's reacting to this news in real time as uh, as it's being read. Really cool. Yeah. <sighs> Pappy ruined popcorn reading at Concord High School for life. Oh, did I tell that story? Is that, is that what you're trying to do? No, I was just gonna say I was going to have you say, heck, can't read, much like Garrett Fr- but never mind. I did oh, my that. gosh. It's a... F- okay, never mind. So... <laughs> Edit point. <laughs> so, basically, it was it was business class, and we are doing popcorn reading, and it got, like, kicked over to me, and fucking that guy, who we may have bleeped out his name, I don't know if I want to have to do it again, <laughs> but... 
uh, it got kicked over to me, and that like little shit like laughed in my face about it. And so then I called on him as popcorn reading, and he like just straight up refused, like refused to do popcorn reading, which is like such a breach of etiquette <laughs> of popcorn reading. Like it was, it was so out of line that I just like fucking laid into him with like me, my mean pappiness, like started a Garrett can't read chant in the oh, class. Geez. Like I was like dancing around, like seeing it in his face and stuff. And then uh, Mr. V- I hope I have to bleep that up. Pulls me aside after class and he's like, dude, he really can't read. <laughs> oh my god. Josh, you don't so, know that story? Yeah. That's the first time I've heard it, but I have I mean, I think me and all spoilers listeners have heard Pappy mean Pappy before. It's my oh, favorite yeah. Pappy story. I I mean no, def- definitely mean Pappy can come out, but I I'd still to this day like to to participate in popcorn reading and just to <laughs> To fly in the face of the rules like that, it, he had it coming, man. He had it coming. I don't know about that, but... Oof. Oh, that is too funny, but Ricky sees no way out. Edit point. <laughs> Desperate edit point. He sees no way out, and so... He does something a little brash here. Uh, Pappy, what's, uh, what's, what's uh, Ricky do here? Um, so Heck has gone into the bush already, and uh, he was going to fake uh, suicide by burning his body, but he accidentally burns down or a, a fake body, like an, a, an effigy with a plate with a smiley face drawn on it right. as a face, uh, but he accidentally burns down the whole, the whole barn. I love how the plate actually, like, ruse his plan. <laughs> yeah, that's the evidence. Does this look like a face to you? So that kicks us into Chapter 3 called Goodbye, Ricky Baker. Uh, Ricky and Tupac uh, head out into the bush. Um, Ricky's not handling it well. He uh, is eating all of his ra- all of his rations very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Something I would do because I am such a snacker. <laughs> There's even like one smash cut where he's like, pace yourself. And then like the next thing he's like pouring a bag of chips. <laughs> the last of it. Pappy, I think you said a, go- a minute ago that Heck was already in the bush, but uh, I think that Ricky Baker like sneaks out. Like he tiptoes and creaks out of the house and like. Mm-hmm. And Heck I was looking for him. I didn't, I, I think- wasn't sure about that. If Heck had just left or if, and they bumped into each other, if he was looking for him, I guess. Small detail, because Heck could have been on a hunt, like, at any time, but... Yeah, so... He's out in the bush. Um, Ocean Blue, which is a jam that's playing throughout these scenes... And Heck tracks down Ricky, and a fight ensues... Pretty much along the lines of Heck, we learned that Heck can't read, like we said before. And when he goes to get a hold of uh, Ricky calling him a bastard, he snaps his ankle. And then from there, we have Child Welfare coming to collect Ricky and realizes that he's burned a plate. And there's a really important plot uh, plot point here, Josh. And what do they think Heck has done with Ricky? He's a pivot. <laughs> Actually, I just put two and two together. I think that maybe the reason that Heck first went to jail way back in the day was maybe because someone was making fun of him because he couldn't read. So, hmm. maybe, oh. maybe Garrett's going to hunt you down. Back. Maybe. Oh, God. God damn, I have to beep it again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm off this. I'm just going to go in the penalty box for two minutes. I'm not going to say anything for a little bit. <laughs> 
Sorry. Oh Pat. my goodness. So yeah, um, Heck and Ricky kind of decide that uh, you know they can't go back home because Heck has snapped his ankle, so they're gonna start looking for shelter somewhere. And that's when they come across. Um, actually, they come across Deer Camp, and when they get in this lodging. Obviously, Ricky and Hex's uh, photos are plastered all over this wall. And Brett, what happens from here? Because there's some funny jokes in here as well. I hope you hit. Oh man, let me think. I didn't do a very good job of setting Brett up, though, because you asked me like what the newspapers think he's become. Like, basically, the gist is, and the kind of the impetus for this plot while they're in the woods is that uh this old man is on the run with a young boy so oh jeez he's probably a molester molester so kind of, yeah a molester or and that's the rumor that's going around so i think that kind of feeds into what happens then for you yeah, Brett. i'm actually glad you said that because i yeah um so there it doesn't really say i know they go from like day 1 to 6 weeks later like really quick mhm that kind of threw me off um so they're just kind of chilling in there, and three wankas walk in, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> go for it, Brett. Go for it. And then, uh, no, I'm not going to do New Zealand. Um, Ooh, that's pretty good. They are that's just solid. Like, eh, thanks. They uh, they just don't seem very friendly, and they're like super sarcastic, and they're like obviously think he's a terrible person immediately, and then they keep kind of trying to imply that he's like you said he's molestering him and I, I usually don't like these scenes in movies i don't know if i like this one it was it was funny but the kid ricky starts jeez you he liked starts, it <laughs> yeah i'm actually thinking about it. it's pretty funny it just was so frustrating because it's like dude shut up you're stupid but um he tells a story about how he had to rub down uh, heck, and he <laughs> does a really terrible job with pronoun usage and not using actual nouns, and it comes off sounding like he's uh, sexually in yeah, like they're indentured. both kind of sexually <laughs> doing stuff to each other, and that uh, also like even where yeah, like heck's like forcing him to like he didn't want to do it, and then like the last part was really funny. He's like. I kept what he's I kept trying to get him to join, but I usually just did it myself or whatever. <laughs> Man, it was it was pretty well done. It's just I was just like, shut up. And uh Hex just like incredulous, like <laughs> I Sam Neil does a great look of astonishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really funny. And then he start the one main guy who Johnny Toughnuts <laughs> he's uh <laughs> Nice. Calls him a calls uh, heck a pervert, and it's pretty obvious that he instantly just does not like that name. Heck, think that means illiterate. Really? But, no, it was a joke. But- <laughs> Possibly. But- I have something interesting about this in a comparison to previous spoilers. App. Uh, if you go to like the movie Nocturnal Animals, there's like a kind of a group of young, brash, dumb dudes. And it's interesting how Nocturnal Animals does that in such a darker way than this movie. Like, how would you describe these guys, Steve? Because they're kind of menacing, but they're also like... They're menacing, but they think they're doing good. They're also idiots. Yeah, they're pretty dumb. One guy is an idiot for sure. Yeah, they're like idiotic righteous. They're faux tough. 
because they get interviewed by the news and he's like, yeah, I beat the hell out of that old pervert or something when he clearly got his ass beat. I love how Sam, Sam Neill like walked him down. He's like, say that again. Say that again. He's like, and he gets scared like immediately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a fight ensues. Ricky gets a hold of the gun and goes, shit just got real. Shit just got real. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of the whole movie. And, um, they rob the hunters of their weapons. And this is kind of like, this is like where the team is formed of Heck and, um, Heck, Heck and Ricky decide that they're going to live in the bush from now on. And it's not going to be easy, but they're going to get through it. And <laughs> I loved it. I it's mean, such a great plan, right? <laughs> it is. I mean, it was also an awesome montage moment. You have Sinner Man playing in the background. Um, and it's like, you know. And this is after Ricky's eaten like that huge slug. So he's like all in. Like he knows oh, what he's, it takes. Yeah, he does not want to go back. Either to Child Protective Services or to mm-hmm. Juvie. He just doesn't want to go back. How great is that song, Sinner Man, too? That song oh, is freaking so bomb. Good. Let's play a little bit of that. I, I really enjoyed the soundtrack um, of this movie. Uh, also, we kind of skipped over. It's really minor, not important. Uh, maybe a little bit important because they talk about the neck. But after he breaks his ankle, <laughs> Ricky goes out to find food. And he comes back with, like, a bunch of grass and plants. Salad. And like, <laughs> salad. So I thought it was pretty. And it's kind of not that important. But at the same time, that's where you talk about the neck, which comes up later. Mm. Kind of like just having a knack for things. So go ahead, uh, back to Pappy and this this jam we're listening to. So great, I don't know. It's good. Yeah. So during this awesome jam, uh, Paula is fresh <laughs> on the chase. The guys oh. are coming, becoming sort of a press sensation in a good way, um, and they start start uh, stealing clothes and food from multiple deer camps. Not so awesome, and that's what pushes us in to uh, chapter six called close to the sky uh this is where we kind of learned that bella was i guess you could say kind of an orphan herself um she really didn't know where she was from even though she told ricky that she was you know from way up in the mountains and that she was just the best person and this is where the boys are lost and they find a super rare bird called a uh i guess it was called a hua is that what it was called yeah who i yeah some of that it's called the plot from up. I thought the called. movie went full Wes Anderson here. Actually, it's like the In rare tiger. It's the rare tiger fish or whatever, like jaguar shark. Yeah, jaguar <laughs> shark. <laughs> <laughs> it already had like a moon moonrise kingdom feel to it. I thought, but definitely, I I, I didn't notice that until you mentioned it. I can get that for sure. The rare animal that has like a hint of animation to it. Maybe I don't know. I can't get off up. It's an old man with a young, a cranky old man with a young boy, and they discover a bird they thought that thought to be extinct in the woods. It's true. Yeah. There's another movie that I've been thinking of this whole time, and that's uh, Captain Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Happy, go ahead and tell him what your review is. Of what? Didn't you say Captain Fantastic plus up? Oh, yeah. That's all I wrote. Captain Fantastic plus up equals 
Hunt for the Wilder <laughs> People. Just had a twist of Moonrise Kingdom, and then you got it. A dash. Yeah. Just a, a sprinkle. Sp- just sprinkle nice. Any luck? We're somewhere in this grain bit. Well, people used to live here, so we can't be that lost. They probably got lost too and then just gave up. We'll probably die here. Well, you don't need to shut you up. Oh, shut up if that stupid bird shuts up. Shut up, stupid bird. Shh. Just watch it. Hmm. You ever seen a dumb bird like that before? Just watch it. It's a hooya. I reckon that bird was a hooya. Supposed to be extinct. That's pretty rare. After, you know, they see the bird and Heck asks Ricky when was the last time he washed, um, they come across another deer camp and they stumble upon a dying ranger who we later found out find out um was diabetic and didn't have his medication. So Ricky goes on an adventure by himself. Josh, what happens here? Oh man, he gets sidetracked so hard. Uh did he meet his future wife? He meets an angel of God <laughs> and she's on a horse and it's so funny, like it's just another smash cut to him and her just like riding on the horse so fast and he is like f- bouncing a lot on the back <laughs> and it's funny because it ties it together because when like she drops him back off later he like takes a huge dive and like <laughs> bites it <laughs> off of it but uh he finds this girl and i guess my question is the girl takes him back and she's just like super nice and she kind of relates that like hey the media is talking about you and me and my dad think you're cool but then, like, the dad comes in and he had been watching sports with his buddies. Was he, like, uh, a drunk man-child? or high or something? Like, I think I think he, he was, was immature. I think he was drunk. Because he was uh, watching rugby with his brother. I think he was just New Zealand. I think that's how those <laughs> yeah. people act. <laughs> He's just a Kiwi. They're pretty laid back, I feel. You want uh, anything sausage, bro? Got heaps of sausages, butter. Fuck. Yeah, we're now in the chapter seven called A Normal Life. And I don't know if you guys picked up on this part at all, but when she's like rambling a bunch in the kitchen and there's a commercial playing on the TV and she starts, <laughs> Ricky sees her in slow motion, but it's still the music from the commercial. Yeah. I mm-hmm. cry laughing. That is so funny to me. <laughs> I also liked how Ricky was offered um, sausage by like the daughter and the dad constantly with some sausage with some sausage. <laughs> yeah. And like the uh the dad TK and the girl, what's her name? Kahu. Uh Kahu, they just kind of mirror each other perfectly. And you know, Ricky is staying there, not really trying to complete his mission, which is to get a chopper over to uh that dying <laughs> ranger. And to get back in time to Dr. Grant. And to get back in time to Warren Heck. And there's some sweet parts in this, like, you know, Ricky saying that Heck is his best friend. Yeah, it's funny. You know, it's just very heartfelt. And And when when the dad started talking and he's like, I really am going to regret if I don't ask this, I was 
sure he was going to say, is that old guy molesting you? And he asked for a <laughs> selfie instead. So. selfie instead. <laughs> 25 selfies. You don't really know what he's like yet. I mean, he could tell he's a little goofy. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, man, is he going to call the police? And then we asked for a selfie. And then he just walks out. It's so funny. Go ahead, Josh. Like, you were going for something. My question to you guys is, I think there might be a little bit of, like, political message or, like, New Zealand uh, nationalism. Uh, or some sort of just like description of like the New Zealand spirit overall in this movie. And I think this scene probably is like the number one part where they like lay that out. Is anyone else catching that? Like they mentioned like people like them because they're free or something. I, I don't know. But aren't they, aren't those New Zealanders Maori? Yeah, the Maori. So yeah, like they were specific to like, I don't know, an old. Probably a tribe. Probably like what you're saying. They're probably like warrior or something. I don't know. I don't They're like it. cut off from a lot of cities and stuff. So, I mean. Yeah. I mean, Kahu even says like no one ever comes up here. You're fine. Yeah. They don't really have stuff to worry about. Wait. So are they like, it's like a reservation, but for New Zealand type thing or. I'm not sure. I don't know if it's I don't that. know the geopolitics of yeah, New I Zealand. I have no idea. If you If you're from New Zealand and listening to this, we would love. A long form email explaining well, ta- it. Takis, Taka, you're listening. What do you think? <laughs> write, to, write to us. He's listening. He loves Slide it. Slide in our DMs. It'd be easier. I mean, Stu did listen to what we do in the Shadows pod, right? Who? Stu. Stu. Werewolves, Stu. not swearwolves. Oh, I haven't seen that movie. I guess I need to see it, huh? Oh, it's too good. <laughs> so. Ricky wakes up the next morning after Kahu plays him to sleep, sleep with a sweet rendition of a Bob Marley song. And great jam. It, phenomenal jam. Great soundtrack I, all around on this movie. Yeah. yeah, I think Taka's a big fan of music. And it's like Josh said earlier, when they ride back before he goes enters the forest, he just falls off the horse. <laughs> he doesn't do a good dismount at all, he just falls. And when he arrives back at Deer Camp, you know, he sees police everywhere and calls them ninjas. And there's a great shot of of Paula screaming at a dying ranger, asking where <laughs> I hate her so much. I hate her so much. I but love that you're talking so about much, her. Though. Every time you bring her up, it makes me laugh. She's just so gung ho. Like she was giving instructions on how to break necks quickly and efficiently. It's like you're trying to catch these guys alive. <laughs> Yeah, she's screaming at the dying ranger. Ricky is just scared shitless. And so this is where, you know, Ricky is on his own. You know, he doesn't know where heck is. And that's what pushes us into chapter eight called The Knack. Thank you, Brett, for bringing us back to that earlier. You're welcome. Um, Josh, what's going on with The Knack? I know what The Knack is. I forget what the plot of this chapter is. This is where Ricky is going full Rambo, much more montage. To get back to Hick. I think Ricky Ricky decides to take the advice of like following the water upstream. Mm-hmm. And so while he's doing that, he's being chased by the ninjas, ninjas. dire wolves, child protective <laughs> services. <laughs> that was one of the best landed jokes for me because like he sees like FBI type agents and instead of calling them like detectives, he's like ninjas. He sees regular dogs and calls them dire wolves. Then he sees just child protective services and like that's bad enough. So. <laughs> but more notably, 
maybe cinematography wise, I think this is where they first introduced the technique of like this rotating panning camera that has like multiple versions of the characters kind of walking not yet, through. Not yet. Not it's yet. Not yet. Okay. I was going to bring that to you actually when we got to it. I thought it was here. How it was done. No. But Ricky's um, just going upstream. He's like a salmon yeah, going and, upstream. You know, he's evading all these people. The media still, you know, is in love with these guys. And there's a great scene where Paula finds him again. Dude, this is that made me laugh more than any other scene, probably. What happens here, Brett? They're, you're talking about where they finally meet up with Ricky? They're separated by the creek? Yeah, and she's like, yeah. we're like, we're coming over to you. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, it's too steep. You come over to us. Which, again, is just like <laughs> the anti-adult thing to say to a kid that you supposedly care about. But, and then... Oh my gosh, I, I don't, I won't do it justice, but the Terminator Sarah Connor was like my favorite conversation of the whole movie. She's like, I'm like the Terminator. He's like, I'm, I'm more like the Terminator. He's like, she's like, oh, I already called it. You're like Sarah Connor. I don't know. I just, it cracked me up. Before she did chin ups. Before, Before she, she did, did chin ups. Yeah. I'll never stop running. Yeah, and I'll never stop chasing <laughs> you. I'm relentless. I'm like the Terminator. I'm more like Terminator than you. I said it first. You're more like Sarah Connor. No, I'm not. Yes. In, in the first movie, too, before she could do chin-ups. Am I the only one that thought that took, like, the wind out of the sails of, like, any real conflict, though, in the movie? I don't want to be a downer. I didn't think there was any a lot of conflict to begin with. I mean, those there was, like, a thousand soldiers running around with machine guns, and not, they didn't fire a single bullet or have anything. They, I mean, I think it was more like, what's the thing you guys like to talk about where you're, like, running in rooms like Scooby-Doo did it? Was it MC Asher type? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what it felt like to me. It's like, uh, I don't know. That's how it felt it like is, to me. But it is like what Josh said. It's like a, uh, oh gosh, who made a uh, Moonrise Kingdom? Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. It's like a Wes Anderson movie. Like all of the authority figures are don't pose any real threat to anybody. It's like South Park. They're yeah. all kind of like really soft. I, I mean, I, mean, I, I get hut, it. I get it, Josh. I get what you're saying. I just, I never felt like. They were going to get caught any time before, like, the very end. I mean, I don't know. I did think it was funny that, like, it was a very small ravine separating <laughs> them. It was just kind of inconvenient to get across. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paula's just like, no, 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 no. And Paula, being a dick, tries to bribe him with food again. I'm guessing that's trail mix. Yeah. What they call it. The unfun kind. Well, just very raisiny. Well, I trail imagine. mix is gross anyway. So, the one with raisins are correct. I agree with you. And so, you know, Ricky evades Paula and her sidekick, somewhat cop Andy, again. And this is where he meets up with Heck. Boys are back in business. They rob the hunters again. More comedic moments, like you know, they're offering ten grand for you guys to be turned in, and, and Ricky's like, "Tell us when it's 20. <laughs> Shit just got real again. Again. And so, Mikey, this is where Skux comes up, really for the first time. What is Skux? Uh, Skux is a way of life in New Zealand. Uh, it's just being an all-around hoodlum. So it's like, uh, it's like thug? Yeah, it's just kind of like, like being a little it's thug, like thug in life. New Zealand, I guess. Yeah, hooligan. Yeah. Uh, Ricky really thinks that he's a gangster, and he keeps trying to prove this to Sam Neil. And Sam Neil uh, is really trying to get him off of the idea that he's a gangster because <laughs> he thinks it's stupid. 
and Ricky says the dumbest shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Neill's just like can't trying to push him get, into a good can't direction. Can't wait to get mowed over in a drive by. Yeah. Oh man. And Sam Sam Neill's like, that's fucking stupid. Don't. Why would you want that? And uh, we're gonna die like Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> Except we have no cocaine. <laughs> no cocaine. Yeah. Shit just got real again. Yeah. And so. Next part's super sad. Oh, happy, man. you're a cat guy. I'll let you have Brittany this. Brittany was not happy. Neither yeah. am I. Evil boar. What happens with the evil boar and awesome dog? Yeah, to be honest, this is kind of a, a low light uh, for the movie for me. I didn't really like the way this was handled, but Zag, the good boy that he is, uh, detects a boar and goes off running with Tupac to go fight it. And unfortunately, the boar gets the better of Zag and... Uh, Kind of, I don't know, rams him with his horns or whatever they do. Gores him. Super sad. Yeah. And the dog's dead and he's got a, <clears throat> Hicks got an old yeller him and put him Hick. down. He's like, get out of here, like leave. And he has to shoot his dog. And then, I mean, super sad, but, but the reason I say I just didn't like it is compare that to the first boar fight. There's so much like visual creativity in that. It's like you got the Sam Raimi-esque like cuts and like, you know, the mm-hmm. noise and the knife. And there's even like this one random like frame of red that just like comes in the middle of it which is so awesome i don't know the way this was handled it was kind of just more pedestrian just more straightforward and i didn't like seeing a dead dog you didn't like sam neill flying off that cliff that was pretty sweet i love that that was cool but it didn't kind of go with what say uh hex has later that uh what was her name bella was like the awesome one she was the one good at everything she killed that boar with ease but he and i don't know i felt like it almost made Hmm. her more superhuman like like he thought of her and how ricky thought of her and mm-hmm. she killed her really easily and him two people with guns and two dogs couldn't handle this boar i don't know i didn't really think of that at the time but i don't know i figured one of the dogs would die and i, I knew it would be my, my boy tupac so tupac, <laughs> tupac yeah, will never die i didn't like seeing this scene either oh, i, I hated it, it it could have been done differently um, but it also comes back to like the knack of like Ricky saving heck almost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they dump Bella's ashes um, into a nice little streamy waterfall post the death of the awesome dog Zag. And can we play some Neil Young Heart of Gold for this segment? I we can't clear that. That's too close to the real thing. Yeah, why pay the license calls when you got Neil Young right here? You're in Denver, Colorado, right next to me, Neil. We can't afford that. Keep me searching for a horrible and I'm getting old. Just like me, Pappy. I'd probably rather play some Tupac, but, you know. That or we can play Leonard Cohen's The Partisan, which was in this movie. That was hey, good, man. This I like that. episode will be on YouTube for five minutes before it gets taken <laughs> down. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. The boys are in for a rough winter, and this is what Josh brought up earlier, that 360 kind of camera telling a story sh- shot. How'd they do that, Josh? You're the camera guy. Because it was pretty flawless. So do you guys remember when I sent you in our text thread the other day, the... Uh, uh, what was that? The, the power, power pod? pod? The power rod. The power... I think it was pod, but... Is it rod pod? <laughs> power pod? Either Perfect. way, there, I think there's these big contraptions that take a camera and they run through the same exact motion, like, to mathematical basis, like, over and over and over again. 
So you can kind of like splice those takes together, and then you have the actors walk through or do whatever they need to do, and then um, I don't know. It's kind of like taking a panorama shot with your iPhone, mm-hmm. and then like someone walks around you, and then is like on the other side of it. Does that I kind of make sense? I thought it was one of the coolest shots of the whole movie. It's awesome. Constant shots. It was a really cool sequence. There's like three different sequences of that. They're all pretty cool. Yeah. And so this pushes us this, uh, pushes us into chapter nine, turn of the tide. Police are hot on their tails. They do a Lord of the Rings hide. Oh There's, man, that, that cracked me up. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where we meet my favorite character of the whole movie. Who wants to describe <laughs> Reese Darby? Psycho Sam. Brett, what, what's up with Psycho Sam? Dude, I just, I just started laughing and thinking about how ridiculous his entrance into the story is. He's, he's in a bush costume. His whole backside of him is this huge bush. And he's like, hey, have you heard of, of anybody out here? My favorite joke. You, see you Go ahead and do the joke, Stevie. I... He goes, have you guys ever heard of a man called Psycho Sam? And both of them look at him and just go, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was supposed to be some grand reveal. <laughs> but, like, there's this first line, isn't he like, am I a man? Or am bush? I a bush? bush. <laughs> oh, man. I thought, I was like, oh, no, this is going to be ridiculous. This is so stupid. And then he just gets better and better. And then he's like, they call me Psycho Sam. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I didn't. I didn't. It's just kind of like I didn't realize how awesome and funny some of this stuff was until you guys are talking about it. I'm thinking about it. Oh man, I gotta watch this movie. Again. I just, I mean, it's unfortunate to say this, but like, if it would have been any other actor, cool. But because it's Reese Darby, and I love him in Flight of the Concords, like it just made it that much funnier to me. I think my favorite bit with him is when they're like trying to get out of there. Hold on, hold on. Oh, it's, yeah, it's no. coming up. Uh, no, uh. but yeah, no, you're, you're right. That, but this is kind of like where it kind of com- goes from this is kind of a turning point in the movie to me where it gets like super ridiculous. Well, that's why I wanted to bring it up earlier when I think it's kind of important when, um, Ricky sees uh, child protective services and like the uh, FBI, the police and the dire wolves and he calls them ninjas, dire wolves and child protective services. I think from then on, the rest of the movie was like shot through like the lens of a child, like a misguided yeah. child. So that's why like I didn't mind like the no, ramping up at the end. I didn't mind it at all. I'm just saying like he just Briggs went like, yeah, right. He just kind of mm. went. They're like, "Well, we're going full on in the, into this. We're, we're diving in. We're not. Yeah. We're unapologetically diving into this." And it's, I love. I loved it. I mean, it, it was weird, and I thought it was going to be ridiculous. But like, why do they call him Psycho Sam? And then what does he say? Oh, and he goes, "Put these on," and he put gives them like tinfoil hats and like <laughs> pots to wear on their heads, so the government can't track you. He's like, "Oh yeah, that's why." Oh yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, kinda- no, Josh's <laughs> part. This is like freaking yeah, hilarious. Yeah, so they're, that's what pushes us into <laughs> chapter 10 called War. And it's Christmas time. Carol Bells is playing as the government is arriving to Psycho Sam's place. Josh, what happens with Psycho Sam when he realizes the government is here? His first idea, I think, is to play dead. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And this is like out of desperation to play dead. But then he realizes, oh, I've dug a tunnel to safety. <laughs> And so it seems like there's going to be like 
uh, machina going on, and he opens like the tunnel entrance, and he's like, "Oh, I forgot to dig that. What have I been doing with my life?" <laughs> it's just so quick, but it's so funny. Isn't there then- something else he says that he does, or but he hadn't done it yet, or well, a jetpack? Oh, yeah, he goes jetpack. And he goes, yeah, what are they No, no. And then I thought there was something, I thought there was something else in the, like the, in the mold of, oh, secret tunnel. Ah, maybe I'm, maybe, maybe I'm not thinking of the right thing. It was thing, just so. those two, and then he goes to play dead. As I love it when he goes, it won't work unless you do too. <laughs> well, then he says some like weird name. He's like, maybe, I, what the name of the truck? He's like, Crumpy. Crumpy will help you. And then you're like, oh, this is another fake out. But then it's actually like, just a regular, truck. yeah. It's just an old like '90s Chevy or something. I don't know. So, Mikey, take us down this path of madness that ensues for the next like ten minutes of this movie. Once they get a hold of Crumpy, so they get Crumpy running, and it's just a car chase. It's just like Mad Max for the next ten minutes. There's helicopters chasing them. Uh, the FBI. Hunters that the hunters that they had stolen rifles from like two times previously before they drive past them. Um, and they're kind of just running around the bush chasing each other. And there's a lot of shots of, uh, of Sam Neill and the kid in the truck and just a whole fleet of police cars and helicopters. Flying Army them. takes. Yeah, just absolutely ridiculous. And cars are ramping off of each other and exploding. And <laughs> just a lot of money being spent on a car chase for, for supposedly a CPS pickup. Uh, just a lot of tax dollars wasted <laughs> for New Zealand. Yeah, I think it's a kidnapping, I guess. I mean, that's why I feel like that's at least justifiable. But yeah, and- it's still pretty big waste of... Re- I mean, no, whatever. The song Skuck's Life is playing during this part, and it's also another jam. I just love the music in this movie. It is just so awesome. And so, yeah, like like Mikey was saying, there's this huge, just all-out, you know, police chase. And the CPS lady is in a freaky-deaky army tank, like, commanding the troops on what to do. And... Sam Neill, his character, heck, has just had it. Like, it's over, it's done, pull off. And Ricky goes on to say, <laughs> I didn't choose the Skuck's life, the Skuck's life chose me, and just crashes the truck and flips it. Thank God, Tupac lives. I know, oh my gosh. That was the mm-hmm. first thing I thought about when they crashed. I was like, is Tupac okay? But they did a great job. That was literally the first thing they show. It's like dogs shaking yeah. it off, getting out. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And so it's really the end of the road here. They're completely surrounded. Um, Heck and uh, Ricky have kind of a falling out. And Ricky just starts screaming, he's a molesterer. He's molestering me. Real quick, Stevie. The who's the annoying lady that I can't stand? Paula. This is probably my favorite part when they're in there. She's like, Give me a gun. She's like trying to get a gun from these police officers. <laughs> she like wants to take over. I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. I'm like, she sucks, but that is really funny. Give me your gun. Give me it. Oi, you, give me your gun. Where's your taser? It's been booked. It's in Wellington. Oh, God's sake. So yeah, go yeah. Ahead. And, then, and then you got faux tough guy who's sneaking around. Well, what's going on with faux tough guy? 
he he's just being a, a doucher. He he's sneaking around with the the gun. He's gonna go up and I don't know what his end game is. He's gonna murder I someone he was in front kill of Heck. Oh, for sure. But like he's gonna go to prison. Brett, you know what this reminded me of? What Green Street Hooligans when like that dad like busts out like that brutal like stick thing and starts walking towards the, him. The baton. Oh man, that don't. Oh my boy. Oh. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> PTSD, Brett. <laughs> yeah, so they have, they're having a falling out. And you Jesse. I forget, why doesn't... Um, what kind of happens here when Tough Guy... What happens with Tough Guy trying to shoot Heck? Because I know Ricky shoots Heck in the ass. Topaz's like little like mall security guard like snuffs that out. Yeah, he's useless the whole movie. He I mean, oh, he is a police, yeah, he is a police yeah. officer. He's got a police. He tackles him. That's yeah. what forces Ricky to fire and shoot Heck in the ass. Mm-hmm. Totally forgot about the ass. That's the end of the road. Uh, Heck gets arrested and taken away. And Ricky is taken back to imagine a juvenile court system, which is showing court testimony from people throughout the movie. And one of the cooler parts of this movie is, like, they ask the question, you know, in whose care would you be best with? And who's with that, Pap? Uh, it's the the family from before, right? Who he was TK and Kahu, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is awesome. Yeah. They show yeah. the dad and his quote is like, and I needed to get a selfie. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, it's just really cool. Like, obviously, I mean... I was happy he like went with that family and mm. that kicks us into the epilogue, which heck gets out of prison and goes to live in a halfway house. He is just miserable. Mm-hmm. He's kind of trying to teach himself how to read. And Ricky goes to visit uh heck and heck reads him this haiku. It's also very sweet mannered. And it's just kind of one of those like feely parts of the movie. And, they start talking about going to find this bird again that, uh, was it called a hua? A hooer. Uh, yeah. A hooer? A And one of my favorite parts of the movie is after he reads the haiku and they decide, you know, they're best friends again and, you know, he can call him uncle. Like, Ricky does this, like, awkward step towards Heck and he's like, I don't know. I don't know that eventually goes in for the biggest hug. It's like, yes, just very, very heartwarming. And, uh, that's pretty much the ends on the movie with them, like walking out into the bush again. Anything else to add? I missed. I can't believe we went this whole time. and never met. Oh, that's the first time you mentioned haiku. Yeah. Cause they, they say like 10 of them. I know. But yeah. And, and, and what was the it? End- what was the end haiku, Brett? Fat, fat kid and old man or something like that. <laughs> Eating, hunting, or whatever. It was, yeah. it was the, the best. best. Yeah. yeah, it was the best. I love how they both admit just like, that was the best time of my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's do it again. Being <laughs> on the run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Pappy, could was... you hit up uh, Paul McCartney's band on the run? For no. Us? <laughs> no, I don't want to play the fourth best Beatle. So I go right there. <laughs> I have a Beatle and Neil Young in my apartment right now. It's pretty freaking crazy. Yeah. Just not letting them talk. <laughs> Only sing. 
So that was the hunt for the wilder people. Wilder people. Before we get into yes or no's, anything else you guys want to add? Anything your notes you guys want to bring up? I, th- I there's a lot of like I don't know. It, to me, the film feels a little uneven. I really really like the film, but I don't think I love it. And oh, it's, it's the second half kind of. I don't know. There, there's so much more visual creativity in the first half, like we talked about, like the Sam Raimi shots, the boar. And this movie was shot in five weeks. That's pretty crazy. That's a yes. pretty rushed production. This is a big movie and it was Pat, shot in you, five weeks. You might as well just take this in there, yes or no. It's basically what it no, is. No, I'm just saying, I, I, I didn't... I, Stevie, did you, did you have problems with the second half too? Because I feel like we, we've talked about that. There was a 15-minute lull where I feel like it was running out of steam. I always like lose focus. Like I watched it twice and both times I had to like pause like, it and like rewind because like, I my mind was like wandering. It's pretty much like pre-Zag's death to through the Leonard Cohen winner sequence. I felt like it was really starting to lose steam. I didn't think it really picked back up again until Psycho Sam. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then I thought it, actually, I, I thought the last five to ten minutes was probably the part where, not the last five to ten minutes of the movie, but like we've, of them running war and driving. Yeah. I thought that was the part that kind of like I wanted them to get caught because I wanted this. I was like desperate to find out what happened to both of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but yeah, uh, yeah. Go ahead. That's just what I wanted to point out. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think the, like, first the first half. Yeah, I, I think Pappy, the first half tricks you into thinking it's going to be more dramatic than it ends up being, and I think that tension is gone in the second half. I don't know if it's like they re- they have the cool like Mad Max. Uh, kind of like reveal of tanks and tons of cars in the second half. And mm-hmm. even though you said like, uh, doctor jumping down to the boar was weak, I thought that was a really like interesting shot. So I don't think it's devoid. Do you think it has anything to do with the stakes or maybe just lower? I don't know. Maybe I just, I just think for me, like the first 20 minutes of this movie is like five stars. It's like, it's like perfect. And then like it's, it's constantly surprising me. Like, when 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 uh, they're describing the crimes that Ricky Baker has committed, they actually cut to him doing those <laughs> things. It's just, it's just like little jokes like that. Like when you enter a room, he'll show like five or six quirky things, and that's how he establishes the room. Like a super close up of five or six things. I it's, I don't know. There's just something about maybe it's just me. I, this movie feels longer than a hundred minutes. I don't know why. Maybe it's the chapters, but but I, I like it. I'm not trying to shit on it. No, that's good. Let's go ahead and kick it into yes or no. Pappy, let's start with you. Yes. I guess I just did my yes or no. And I would like to <laughs> formally apologize to Garrett Fry and the listeners of this podcast for my performance tonight. Hopefully, we'll be editing out a lot of that story. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go, Josh. You can't win them all. I think this is a yes for me, but... I had to join Pappy and just giving a little negative where we've been mostly positive this pod. I think if, um, what is the main character's name? What is his at? Ricky Baker? Julian? Oh. Julian Dennison? Yeah, if Julian would have been a little bit more committed to the role, like a Christian Bale type, like he should have been super skinny at the yeah, end. Yeah, I saw that. Fuck uh, all y'all. I'm just kind of joking. <laughs> I saw that on, I, I I saw that on Goose and I was like, dude, that's not one you need to point out. Like, we know it's a story. We're not expecting this kid to lose the 50 pounds he would have lost. Come on. I no. mean, Marlo, Marlon Brando would have done it. Daniel Day-Lewis would have done it. But. He's just a kid. Yeah, yeah, he's got a lot to learn. He's just a and, kid. And Julian, listen, if you happen to be listening to this podcast, like... 
just get more into method acting as you go, and I think the better off you'll be. And it's a big yes for me. I love the fact that it has a lot of similarities to Captain Fantastic, so we can bring back Viggo Mortensen's highly, highly <laughs> awesome frontal yes. Uh, sort over to Mikey. I love that Josh is so brave to fat shame a kid on Spoilers yeah, no Podcast. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, I give this movie a super hard yes. Uh, I think it's really funny. Um, I think it has really great cinematography, too. Uh, we didn't really talk about it too much, but there's a lot of really awesome aerial drone shots uh, all over New Zealand. And New Zealand is, like, so amazing looking that mm-hmm. this movie is really uh beautiful to look at um and then like we said it has a really great soundtrack um i love uh the kind of humor that this movie has it's kind of dry and it's kind of like very specific to taika waititi movies and i guess it's just like Mm -hmm. a cultural thing but i think it's like some of the funniest comedy movies he's been making recently has come from taika so i love his style of comedy and i love uh his directing style, so this is a super hard guess for me. Nice. How about Brett? Uh, yeah, this is also a super hard yes for me. Um, I, Mikey and I actually used the same word in one of our reviews. It's, it's comes, it's quirky. Um, I just, I don't know. I thought this was such a funny movie. Um, I mean, all you guys' criticisms, like they all hit the mark and everything. That's fine. I just don't think this was supposed to be, you know, 100% in reality. I just, it just was goofy. Bring sweet bear. But yeah, I mean, it reminds me of just goofy like that. So I thought it was hilarious. I thought the chemistry between the two main leads was awesome, which, I mean, a 13-year-old kid and a 72-year-old man, just, I don't know. I thought it was awesome. And uh, I've only ever seen two Taika Watiti movies. And the humor reminded me a lot of the humor in Thor Ragnarok. And I guess I'm going to have to check out more of his stuff. But this is a, I love this movie. I thought it was awesome. Decent. I was thinking about that, like, Brett. The humor in Thor Ragnarok, it's like, he does a good job of making kids stuff kind of funny to adults. Because, like, comic books are kind of ultimately kid stuff, so... I'm not trying to be condescending, but he does a really good job with like blurring the lines. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Though that I mean that, like we mentioned earlier, I mean this movie is goofy and quirky, but like there's two really bitingly devastating scenes in this movie, in my opinion. I mean, you like really start to like Bella, and then boom, and then the dog. Like you know, no one likes to see that. So, I mean, I thought it was a really nice blend of... I mean, again, it was more not serious than serious, but I thought there were two pretty heartbreaking scenes in the movie, and I thought they were well-placed personally, but... Brett, I had another question for you, too. We did the Deadpool 2 podcast yeah. together. It was just you and me. It was. Yep. I had a good time with that. Did you like doing that oh. with me? Oh, yeah, it's great. We should do it more often. <laughs> yeah. Did you... Uh, we kind of shit on the... Uh, his acting, the, kid. the kid's acting. I, yeah. I thought he was so much better in this, don't you? Oh, like, oh so, like, this seemed more natural. Um, I was thinking about that when I was taking the garbage out after I watched it. He seemed more natural in this movie. It, it, almost like they tried to take 
this character, which he's very similar. He's a kid that's been passed around the system, right? Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. plant him into Deadpool two, and like we didn't need two Ryan Reynolds in the movie. That's why I think it works so well here because he's like the opposite of Sam Neill, right? So yeah. I just thought I, I don't care how funny a kid is when you're putting him in a movie with Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool, he's not gonna be as memorable. So, but yeah, we 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 kind of did rip on him a little bit. Redeemed. That was fun. Stevie, you're yeah, um, I'll go last. Uh, I had only ever heard of this movie. I'd never seen a trailer or watched it before I picked it, and I was so happy after I watched it. This is a definite yes for me. Um, even though there Why are, did you pick it? What? Why did you pick it then? I'm a big fan of Taka Waititi. Cool. Three Movie Club. We've Three we've movie all club, the movies man. he's ever made. Actually. And I always heard of it, and I. It's like, yeah, I'll give this movie a shot, and I'm so happy I did. I just think it was so funny, uh, very lighthearted. Um, just a, I think it's just a fun movie to watch. So, definite hard yes for me. Is that yeses all around? Oh yeah. Oh, nice. So, y'all fellers, ready for uh, trivia? Oh yeah. Tupac trivia. Tupac. All right, give me just a minute. I need to finish looking something up real quick. Hey, go with your old trivia, man. What that's food not, based that's not item? My fault. What fresh food based item is this? Salad. Kiwi. A kiwi. Ooh, romaine kiwi. lettuce. That fresh Ooh, romaine not, lettuce. Not romaine. Slug. <laughs> slug. You slug. Burger ring. Fresh burger rings. <laughs> Coke Zero. Or bacon. <laughs> ring. What is a burger Coke Zero. ring? Is anybody did anybody look that up? Got to be like an onion ring, right? Sounds disgusting. On it, efforting. <laughs> Burger, not Burger King. Google's like, don't you want to do Burger King? Isn't that what Burger? They're uh, they're chips, onion ring like corn based, burger flavored Australian snack. Ooh, that sounds good. So Just to like bring up something rings? I was t- talking about earlier in the pod. I'm talking I'll about send you like a picture, this, Mikey. The spirit of New Zealand. After having watched this movie, like, how would you peg that as? I feel like that was trying to come across here. Feels laid back, friendly, uh, polite. I like it. The whole country I'd seems like it. an episode of The Office. Like everybody's just a little off. <laughs> yes, but no, nobody's like really hurting anybody. Nobody's like evil. Everybody's just off in their own. Yes, <laughs> just a little goofy. Okay, you guys ready? Uh, Big burger taste. Those look awful. (laughs) So rugby... (laughs) Burger taste. Rugby is a huge sport over there. My cousin Craig was gracious enough to bring me back in New Zealand all Black's flag when he went over there. So, I mean, that's obviously... You think of sports in New Zealand, you always think of the all Blacks. Mm -hmm. What orders orders trivia tonight? Uh, 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 Jordan's not here before Jordan was brought Nah, yeah. that's probably me. I'm probably farthest. I think, yeah, you are farthest. I'm second farthest. Who did Prisoners, though? Stevie. I did Prisoners. Stevie. Yeah, Stevie's on a freaking roll. Uh, Josh, Josh did Matrix? Is that... No. I, the order, yeah, it's uh, Mike, er, Mikey, Brett, Pappy, Josh. It's I don't even remember last my last movie. Better. Yeah. Okay. So... Here's the question for tonight. It's closest to... Brett, Mikey, Pappy, Josh, sorry. Brett, Mikey, Pappy, Josh? Yeah. Okay, sorry. so Brett goes first? Yeah. Okay, 
Brett. Yeah. Dan Carter is the all-time leading scorer for the New Zealand All Blacks from the years 2003 to 2015. How many points does he did he score? Oh my freaking goodness! Oh man, I haven't Legend. watched rugby in so long. Mm. All-time leading scorer in rugby history, or the for the All Blacks? For the All Blacks. Oh my gosh, there's going to be so many different numbers in. Yeah. <sighs> like, how many points is a touchdown worth? Six. It's not a touchdown. It's a try. I know, but uh, there's got to be so many points. Twenty-three hundred and twelve. Twenty three hundred and twelve. Okay. Mikey. Uh well, I'm guessing he's caught a few golden snitchels snitches. <laughs> uh hit a few quaffles. Uh, Look out for those bludgers. Yeah. That's rugby. <laughs> um I don't even know rugby scoring, so I'm gonna guess. 600 points. Damn, Mikey, that was literally my guess. 600! On the fucking nose, that was my guess. Um, 601. God damn it. Yeah, how's it feel? (laughs) Josh. I mean, I don't uh, even know rugby Brett's was 2312. Brill said 2312. Well, I'll give Brills everything above that. I'll go 23-1-1. Oh, man. Josh, you're a dirty player, but you win. Oh. Woo! Off the schneid. Off the schneid. <laughs> the real uh, score total was 1,598. Damn. So what is Almost one 1,600 score points. What is one score worth? I think six and three or something. Or I thought it was four and three. I think it's six. Man. Why are you saying six three numbers? Four. Yeah. four and three. What does that mean? Because you got kicks. You have to kick it through the uprights. Oh, so he does point. it both. The guy who scores also then yeah. kicks it. No, but yep. you can you can kick it when you're playing too, right? Or am I thinking of Australian rules football? You're thinking you of Australian rules. Playing. No, you can kick it when you're playing through the thing. Can you? Yeah, it's not okay. very oft done. We're sorry, New Zealand. Like, We're sorry. That's like We're where you like. This. Where you put the ball down when you score is so important because a lot of guys like to do it from a certain angle. Yeah, I like to do it from like, a certain whatever, angle. Because like whatever side of the end zone you do is like from like the far right of where you kick it through. But yes, Josh, do you want time to ponder so we can go to some uh, spoilers, man? Let's go real quick. Yeah, let's right. listen to that Go Hawaii. Cool. That's good, isn't it? Mm. Spoiler man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. All right, we're back. Josh, what you got? Well, I got to give an apology to... Uh, one of our Instagram friends, Afira96, uh, Rudy. Um, I've been meaning to pick a Godzilla movie for about six months for you. Um, but I really just want to do this 2007 movie super bad. Uh, I've been wanting to do super it for bad? a long time. So yeah, let's do super bad for our next movie. Wow. Nice. nice. And like, Rudy, I, I, let's get. I will get a Godzilla movie soon. 
before episode 300. <laughs> well, but by the well, way, folks, uh, uh, a, a drop down or whatever is uh, five points. A conversion kick is two, and then a success or a successful penalty kick or drop goal is three. Okay. Five and two. Gotcha. Before we sign off, though, like this is episode one ninety one or two. Oh, Do we have any no. previews Spiders! coming up? Or you got, you yeah, got any it? deep teases coming up? We episode do. Episode two hundred. Some s- spidery themed teases. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm all. By the way, Pappy, I'm, I'm. I'm all in. Okay. As long as you're. As long as you're not going to sue us or anything. <laughs> no, but if you play. If you play pranks on me, you will be punched in the face. I will point at you and say, you can't read, and that was spoilers. <laughs> now, uh, thanks for listening to, listen, uh, to uh, listening to us. Um, spoil this movie. It was a lot of fun. And uh, that was spoilers. Burger rings. Doritos. He really can't read. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>